Welcome to the Church Doctors Podcast with Scott and Marla Sheely. The Church Doctors Podcast is brought to you by Outpouring International. Love God, love people. That's right. And one of the ways that we love God and love people is we read the Bible and we use that as a foundation for how we live. Um, you can't you can't give away something that you haven't received. And so when you read the Bible, you find out how God loves us, what the Word of God says to us, and uh, even without a preacher or without having anybody else tell you anything, we have also Holy Spirit on the inside of us that's helping us to understand what we read and understand the heart of God. He said he'd come and help be a teacher to us like Jesus was when he was on the earth. And so today... um, I'm Scott, and I have a special guest uh, with us. Uh, Marla's here too, but she's not on a microphone today. But uh, we have Marla's dad, Marty Feuerstein, in the house today. Hello, Marty. Good morning. And um, Marty's been a a believer and grew up in a Christian home. Uh, He's like Marla. He was born a believer, I think. (laughs) And uh, so... (laughs) And uh, how old are you today, Marley, Marty? Well, I'm going to, be, in April, I will turn 82. 82, that's awesome. And uh, Mar- Marty and I, I have a history beyond uh, just him being my father-in-law. Him and I were in business together for a while and remodeled and built stuff and uh, had a good time running business together. And uh, so... Anyway, I asked him to be a part of the podcast today and to share what was on his heart. So what's on your heart today? Well, thank you, Scott, for letting me uh, share with you this morning. Uh, This morning I do have uh, something that's been uh, real, real to me. And uh, I would uh, love to give it to all that are listening. And that is uh, John 10.10. We, uh, we read that Jesus was talking, and he said uh, that he came, or that the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. But he came to give us abundant life. And you know, I don't think we live enough in the abundant life. Uh-huh. I think we deal too much in how much... Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy, and he does that. He'll steal your, your joy. He'll steal your marriage. He'll steal anything he can. He'll kill it if he can. Yep. But Jesus came to give us an abundant life, and we forget what the mean, meaning of abundant life is. Now, I'll give you an illustration. That is, remember when Jesus was wanting to feed the the 5000 well remember it was uh, he had what was it three fish and two, uh, two yeah, loaves of bread he had a little boy's lunch to work with he had a little boy's <laughs> lunch and he fed about 25 to 26000 people when you figure their families with them yeah okay uh, if you stop and think how long does it take to feed that many people? What a miracle right there. But you know what? He had 12 baskets left over. Extra left over. Now, why did he leave them left over? 
He left him because he was a, he's a God of abundance. He just doesn't want to give you just what you can hold. He wants you to overflow. Not only flow spiritually, not only flow physically, not only flow financially. What? You mean you can flow over financially? Yes. That's right. You can flow over over every one of those areas of your life. Yeah. And Scott, that's that's done twice. And you know what? The the miracle of the uh, the the feeding the thousands. Yeah, he did it twice. He yeah. did it twice, but he also did something else. At a wedding, he turned the water into wine. And that was the best wine. Yep. According to the scriptures. Yep. Plus he had extra. Yeah. He had extra. Always. So he is a God of abundance. That's right. When, when, uh, when I looked it up on, on, in my Bible, there's a footnote that says, um, he says, uh, I'm going to give you more than you expect. Mm-hmm. Life in its fullness until you overflow. Because, because I am the good shepherd, he says. And just that word good, when you study the word of God, it says the word God can also mean uh, good here in the uh, text. It, in, it's a Greek word. It can mean beautiful, virtuous, excellent, genuine, or better. And so this is the heart of God. He's excellent. He's better than you thought. He's, when we say God's good, um, he's genuinely good. He's not, he's not stingy. He's not holding back uh, but let's go back and talk about what you said about how when so people get distracted about by the thief, mm-hmm. and so we concentrate on fighting the thief instead of uh, sticking with the good shepherd. Let's talk about that. Well, Satan loves to get you off off of your good schedule. You get the you get you get your direction by the word. You don't get direction by watching the news or the media. Uh, you don't get direction by hearsay. <laughs> you don't get direction by uh, any other way but through the word that He has printed for us. This is our roadmap. Yeah. This is our roadmap for life. And if you're looking for uh, if you have problems in your life, there's there's an answer. There's an answer right here. Now, I got another scripture that goes along with that, and it goes right behind it. And you know what? I, I, there we go. I just got it back. And it said, it's the 11th verse instead of the 10th verse. And it says, um, I am the good shepherd. There's the good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. Now, how much more can you give than your life? Right. It proves the, that God will withhold nothing from his church. He, right. he didn't withhold any, anything. He gave his whole life right. for us to have his abundance. That's it. Yeah. So That's the whole key. So I think one of the astonishing things that happens when people focus on the 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 thief 
and what the devil's always doing and talking about, oh, he's attacking me again. You know, you hear the people, you ask them, how are you doing? And they're always like, oh, you know, it's always a sad story. Every time, instead of even in the middle of the, the hard part, they could still be focusing their attention on God and telling you, well, I'm, I've got, you know, this part of my life's going on that I'd rather not have. But God's making a way for me to be victorious, and the, and and they're quoting the promise of God. They're they're keeping that, holding on to the goodness of God instead of always just talking about what the devil's doing. And and I think that uh, that 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 distraction of of and it causes uh, an agreement almost with the darkness instead of an agreement with the Word of God. Like out of your mouth is what your heart thinks. That's what the Bible says. So when we know he's a good shepherd, then, then we can stay in that good place. We can, even when we're walking through hard places, God said we'd walk through them. We're not going to stay there. He's going he's gonna to bring us through what we're going through. He's a good shepherd. He is the good shepherd, Scott. And, you know, that brings to mind something. I don't know what uh, age group we're talking about here. If we're talking about youth or we're talking about middle age or the the older Mike, my, my age, and uh, uh, but I find that so many times in my age, people talk about their their problems as far as physical problems. Oh, I went to the doctor and I had this. I have arthritis. I have dementia. Or I have this. Excuse yep. me. Yep. The next thing, and uh, you know, if they would not focus upon the the things that are killing them, but focus on the things that give them life, yeah. they will have a, an extended life. I have a friend that uh, uh, lives near me here, and uh, he had uh, some type of cancer. It was, it was a cancer that was uh, uh, going to take his life. And uh, he's not a man that will gives up. He goes to the Word. And he put the Word all over his house. <laughs> and he stood on the Word. But he also changed his diet. His diet. He did not eat sugar. He did not eat things that yeah. were killing him. Yep. And he's, he's completely healed from cancer. Wow, praise God. It was a miracle. And yeah. I have another friend that just got through going through Anderson Medical Center in yeah. Houston, I believe it is, and he is now cancer-free. He did the same thing. Yeah. He turned to the Word. He yep. turned to God for his salvation, not only for his salvation, but his, his healing with cancer. Yeah. And it's a miracle. Yeah, I've seen it over God and over, too. does that. Uh, just recently, we had a friend of ours that had prostate cancer. And, yeah. And it was ba a bad, aggressive kind. And uh, he did the same thing, just uh, immediately declaring that God's his a uh, good God and he's going to take care of him. And and he's uh, he was healed. He's cancer-free right now, That's too. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, so we know the... That what the plan of the devil is. So, um, I think that today there's a, you know, a certain part of the body of Christ that um, keeps doing business as usual. 
uh, you're old enough, and so am I. I'm sixty something. Can't remember. <laughs> Fifty nine. <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter. I'm old enough to have lived long enough to see some changes in our nation and in our church, and I think that uh, people. It used to be that the devil would hide and he would sneak and the the bad things that would happen would kind of sneak up on you. And uh, But today it seems like the devil's right out in the street raging and saying, I'm doing this and I'm going to take over the schools and the way the everything's making decisions in our government and in, in immorality, you know, just flaunting it right out in the open. And it used to be a hidden thing, like people knew it was going on, but it wasn't public. And but now the devil's like right in everybody's face, and yet a lot of people are just like, well, okay, you know, I'm just going to let them be them over there, and I'm going to stay over here where I am. And I, I think there's this, uh, like, a, not an intensity to, to say no in, in people's hearts. Like, not only do you say yes to God and His Word, but there has to be there has to be something that rises up on the inside of you that says not me and my family we're not going to live like that we're not we're not going to say those things we're not going to we're not going to agree with those things and when the conversation comes up about that we'll either loving you know lovingly share our opinion and help teach people what the truth is or we'll just change the subject so that it'll be a life-giving uh conversation and i i, I kind of see that you know, the people of God today, more than ever, we need to be equipped to fight. And then we need to be diligent to stay on top of uh, resisting the devil, the Bible says, and he'll flee from us. So so those two kind of go together in this scripture for me. Like, if we know what the devil's plan is, he's not going to ever stop. He doesn't stop. He doesn't sleep. He's spirit man. He's a spirit, and so he doesn't have to rest. He doesn't ever get tired of killing and stealing and destroying from the people of God and God's creation. And so, uh, why would we, why would we take a rest from fighting and and say, okay, I'm just going to coast because everything's going good in my life right now? Uh, the devil's not going away. He's not coasting anytime. Why would he give us the the armor? He gave us the armor yes. of, of how to handle it all right. in the scripture. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh in in the book of Ephesians, I think chapter six, it talks about uh us putting on the full armor of God. That's right. And uh, what I was just talking about would probably be the shield of faith where That's I'm just right. declaring what I believe and I'm I'm protecting me and my family and maybe, you know, according to your faith, so shall it be unto you. So however far out that you're praying. I, I pray over my state, my nation, my family. And, and uh, so, uh, yeah, so the, that's the Word of God just is interlocked all over the place. We could keep going from, <laughs> from book to book to book because yes. that's what we believe. That's how we know who God is and what He'll do on our behalf and with us. Scott, I want to give you an example. I did a little study on this. In the Scriptures... In Matthew, I think it's about the sixth chapter, and since I'm not there, uh, Jesus said to us, "Not, um, not as as." Now I'm going to paraphrase yeah. it. Um, to that the salt would lose its flavor or right. favor. Yep. Okay, I did not know what that meant. 
because I've never gone to the grocery store and asked for saltless salt. <laughs> Morton doesn't make that. Right. So I didn't know what that meant. So I did a study on it to find out what that means. So the scripture that Pops is talking about is where, uh, as believers, we are, because we know God and know his word, and we, we love God and love people, then we are the salt of the earth. So when, right. when you when you trust in Jesus and you make him your Lord and Savior, you, you're not just you don't just sit still and wait until you die to go to heaven. You become flavor in the earth. You become a, a seasoner, like regular table salt or whatever. We're the we're the flavor of God in the earth. So when people see our lives and they listen to us talk, then they find they taste God through our lives. That's what he's talking about. He That's says, right. but when you That's sit right. down and don't use your life to glorify God, you become salt that's thrown out in the path and men, men trample on it, trample and it becomes it. salt without flavor. That's where you're at right now. That's exactly okay, go ahead. where I'm at. I caught you back up. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because say, sodium uh, chloride is salt. Yep. But uh, at the, uh, in Jesus' day, he was. they had to take the salt and separate it from the potassium chloride and the magnesium chloride because that makes the ocean. That's the like that's, the that's, dead sea. So this is the salt came out of the yes. uh, ocean water that evaporated. And you have to dehydrate that out to make it work. Well, if you don't do it correctly, you get a compromise. And that's what's happening to our America Today, we're getting that compromise in there. You're getting potassium and chloride, uh, chloride and, and magnesium chloride. Uh, that's good. Known as the, the kill, steal, and destroy. You're getting that compromise in there. And, and you've got to go back to the actual word of the, of the Bible. Yeah. You so, have to go to there. So we're we're talking about a mixture of a, a little bit of a love for the world, mm-hmm. a little bit of love for money, and then a little bit of love for Jesus, and a little bit of love for the Word of God. And you think that that's gonna, you know, look, God will surely understand. I'm I'm reading my Bible and I'm still going to church, and He'll understand if I if I can't let go of these certain things in in the world. And an hour what, and a half at church on Sunday. And the rest of the time, I'm out on my own. <laughs> yeah, God said we're supposed to tithe uh, uh, out of our increase, but but we don't tithe out of our life. Our our whole life belongs to Him. That's right. <laughs> and I think people have uh, convinced themselves that giving to God ten uh, percent of their week that's enough. Or I don't even pe- think people are giving I that could much. Get, I could be a millionaire today if I could come up with a capsule that had the gospel in it, where you take it on Sunday and then you keep going. Well, people would even reduce it down to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a sad truth. <laughs> I, I, I also, when I was reading the uh, that passage about uh, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Uh, and then in verse 11, uh, it said that I'm the good shepherd. Yes. And um, there's also, uh, 
inside of the kill, stealing, and destroying, one of the tools that the devil uses in that in his arsenal is division. Mm-hmm. And so he'll yes. he he'll bring a spirit of division in marriages and in, in between siblings, obviously. But there's a bigger picture here, and that is is that the plan of God in the in the big picture is to have a bride that that is his which is all made up out of the Jews the the pagans the who whoever comes to believe and in the day that he's re, written wrote uh John was writing John 10:10 10, 10, it was a most of the believers were all out of the Jewish family but uh it was it had started to spread into the to the Greeks obviously but uh so one of the intents of this word when Jesus was teaching it was that um, that one of the things that the devil wants to kill, steal, and destroy is the whole body of Christ coming together as one. Because a little bit later in the book of John, in John 17, Jesus is also talking, and it's, it's actually his last prayer about, about the existing church and believers. And he says, Father God, I pray that they all become one, just like me and you, Father, are one. And uh, so, so reading the whole Bible, you get this taste of uh, that he's a good shepherd. In other words, he wants all of his sheep to be together. He wants all the believers all over the whole earth to be in the same sheepfold, to be in the same literal Christian field, the same same love of the Father field, the same word of God field. You know, these obviously. Jesus isn't a shepherd with a staff, and then we're not really literal sheep. This is an analogy that he uses to teach us, but the devil's like a wolf. He comes in and he grabs some sheep and he he shakes them and he mauls them, and, and some sheep get killed and dragged away. And but Scott, I heard a I heard something that about sheep that astonished me, and that is a good shepherd will have a an, a large area fenced, and he'll have one door, one gate for his sheep. And then he has the sheep inside, and that shepherd lays when he sleeps at the gate. Uh-huh. And there's no way the sheep can come in or go out, and no way the thief can come in and steal and come out. That's our. That's Jesus's. His yeah. position is right there at the gate. Yeah. So, so that's a beautiful picture of, of again. If so, so here's here's a another thing that I've noticed that's popular today, and that is is that people say that they believe in God, they say they believe that there's a heaven and hell, and that Jesus died for them, but they won't go to church. They won't sit and be taught the Word of God. They won't fellowship with other believers. Um, and so that's a picture of, to me, being separated out of that protective covering of the of the shepherd. That's outside at, the fence, and they're out. Yeah, they're outside the fence. They still, they might still be looking pa- back toward that good shepherd, but they're not underneath his protection. They're kind of. Right. He could turn over there and reach over and and protect them, but you're outside the fence. You're not. You're you're better together. I mean, there's That's a right. reason why he compares us to sheep. Because <laughs> right. we don't know everything. We 
we don't have the ability to fight uh, completely on our own. We need we need each other. There's safety in numbers. One sheep can see the the wolf coming from a distance, and he makes a ruckus and then the whole bunch everybody all of a sudden knows what's going on but if there's only one of you outside the fence and the wolf comes who's who's going to warn you if he comes from behind and so uh there's that it's a perfect illustration of how god loves the church and for his will for us and uh i think that it it would go a long way towards speeding up the the spreading of the gospel in the earth, if people would realize that it's God's plan for us, um, all of us that believe in Jesus, to be as as one pasture full of sheep. And uh, we'd have a stronger church that way, I think. Yes, very, very true, Scott, very true. So we have about, we have about five minutes left. And so oh, whenever... Whenever we get together and we talk and visit, um, I'm at Marty's house. We came down to visit him, and uh, whenever we come to visit, there's there's always a a comparison that you have from your daughters and family and how you've grown up uh, from California to Idaho to to Oklahoma, and then now you're living in Missouri. But there's been a thread all the way through of how you and your wife Marilyn have lived. And uh, that is, is that I've watched you guys, and you just honor God. That's right. For, That's what you have to do. So, so you have a few minutes left to encourage the people. Uh, what, what, what can? How can they apply this to their everyday life? Well, uh, comparing this to our our particular life is that we had when we first got married. That's been over sixty years ago. We had uh, our first daughter, which was Marla, that you know here. Uh, we made a plan. We think that we we felt that music was very important in the Christian life and in our lives and in our our, our uh, new family's life. And so we taught them how to play the piano and do things like this. But see. Music is a way of expressing yourself. And you can express yourself to the Lord by, uh, you can do it by yourself. You can make melody unto the Lord. Yeah. And you can, excuse me, you can worship him and, and uh, by using your own uh, ability. But it doesn't have to be just with music. You worship the Lord in many, many different ways. And that's what we found in our family, is that you worship the Lord in many different ways. It might be doing something for someone else, giving something to someone else. Uh, um, I don't want to sound bad on this, but you know, now I know what, the scripture means by the rich man not being able to get into the kingdom of God. He can if he has the right heart. Yeah. But see, what happens is that the heart changes. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I thank the Lord that my life, we've, he's always been a uh, 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 God of plenty 
for us, abundance for us. We've never gone without. We've never been destitute, never gone through that. But uh, we've never been ultra-rich. I wouldn't probably enjoy winning the lottery because I wouldn't know how to handle that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Every ministry would get a lot of money. I'll say this, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it's 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 putting your whole trust in the word of the Lord. Yeah, put your trust in the word. Your word is the whole thing that keeps you going, and keeps you alive, keeps your family together, and you know it tells you. Uh, don't talk bad about your spouse. Don't talk negative. Be kind. Be kind. And that's that's most of the of it. And that is do what the Lord would do. Yeah. She, Jesus was kind to everyone. Look at the woman at the well. He was kind to her. Yeah. Even though she had a lot of problems. Yeah, or the prostitute that was thrown at his oh, feet. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And, you know, and he just he just kindly loved her in his spiritual way. And and that's the way you got to do with your wife or your husband or your that's family. Right. You have to love them, but you have to be strict with them also because you <laughs> want them to be according to the word. Right. According to the word. Right. And so if you're listening today and you, you heard Marty talk about being in the word and putting your defense up against the darkness, but not not making your focus on the darkness, but your focus on a good shepherd, a good Lord, yes. the good Lord Jesus. And then that, knowing the word and knowing the love of God, expresses itself through your life of worship. Worship is more than singing, more than going to church. It's your whole life. It's how you live. It's how you treat your wife and your kids and the people at work every day, all the way, seven days a week, uh, 365 days a year. You're, the way you choose to live either is for you or it glorifies God. And so we we pray for you right now. We We declare that your life is is going to be a reflection your life is going to be a be a testimony of the goodness of God because you have a hunger to 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 glorify God in your heart eternity has already put, been put in your heart the bible says and so you you have a natural want to to express the goodness of God and the glory of God so we just pray for you right now to, uh, to from from right now this moment on you have the ability to choose um, to live your life a hundred percent for God with no compromise, and then live it according to the Word of God, not comparing yourself to the what's popular today or or you know only to the Word of God. That's what Marty brought up over and over and over. Every story he told, every way that he's. His, his life has been based on what the Word of God says to him. And uh, I'm a testimony uh, of that. I got to marry his daughter and, and uh, raised f- uh, four kids that love Jesus, and it's the same same way in all the rest of his daughter's lives. And so, we, you know, I've seen the fruit that has come through him and Marilyn's life in this area. And so 
um, we're not just this is not just a Bible study or something to talk about, but this is a a man and a woman's life message of how they've li- decided to raise their family, and that was according to the Word of God. So this isn't a uh, try this and see if it works. This is <laughs> this is God partnering with people in the earth, and it's the best life ever. Yes, you're so th- right, Scott. So thank you so much, uh, Pops, for being with us today on on the Church Doctors well, it's podcast. Been a, been a real pro- privilege. If you know somebody that need could uh, benefit from uh, what Marty brought to say today, uh, you can share this message with uh, somebody. Um, I want to remind you that uh, you can access all of our podcasts uh, and uh, more teaching videos and on on our website, which will. My daughter, Janae, is going to tell you about that at the end of the show. So thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for joining us on the Church Doctors Podcast. For more information or to contact us, please visit our website at outpouringintl.com.